This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. On today's episode, we're going to be drinking something that I call Mystery Whiskery, sample number two. I'm very excited about it because I don't even know what it is, but we'll get to that in just a little bit. But before we do, let's get down to just a little bit of business. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you would do us a favor, hit the subscribe button. While you're there, leave us a review and a rating. Reviews help people find the show. Ratings help us know what you like about the show, maybe what you'd like to see different. If you want to play a bigger part in what we do, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash chillfiltered. That's the business. Here's the podcast. Cole, my dear friend, before I ask you how you are, I need to uh, make an apology to our listeners and to you. I dropped the ball so hard last week. It was it, it, It's a combination of dropping the ball and then just extenuating circumstances. We didn't, for the very first time ever on Chill Filtered, I feel so bad about this, we didn't have an episode. And, and, and I know, Cole, that you have been so proud of the fact that we've never missed anything and uh i yeah. never missed a week and so i i apologize my friend uh i had some computer issues i had as you know some soundboard issues and then uh typically you know we have uh what we call the vaulted episodes um yeah. and un- unfortunately i couldn't find my hard drive anywhere i tore my apartment apart for a week looking for the hard drive and then about two days ago I found my hard drive in the first place that I looked for it, which was one of my backpacks. So <laughs> I no. was so pissed off. But oh, so uh, listeners, I'm sorry, Cole, I'm sorry. I feel bad that we missed. The other thing I need to apologize for is that I've been slacking in two different areas. I haven't, this is for Patreon people for this one. I haven't put out a Thirsty Thursday episode uh, for about a month. And then Cole and other listeners and, and video viewers, I haven't edited the video that Cole sent me for the, the Cocktails with Cole, the most recent one. But I promise you that will be out this coming Thursday, this week. I, I'm going to get it out there. Uh, and then finally, Cole, before I ask you how you are, I have a confession to make. Confess. I am, de- I am depressed. And yeah, so, you're going through a hard time? Yeah, I just, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe depressed is too strong, but I'm, I am, I, I have got some just emotional shit going on and I think it comes down to, um, it's been a month since our final like hearing about this bankruptcy thing and yeah uh so we have two more months left to like hear if if it's going to go through or not and so like oh, wow. i'm just i just feel a certain way about it and um it's it is affecting everything in my life i i actually got pulled into a meeting by my boss at work last week who was like oh, hey like what the hell is going on in your life because you're completely different 
I, we listened to a phone call that you made and you were super rude and oh. whatever to a customer and like, and she like, she, she didn't do it to like discipline me. She, it was really more like, Hey, yeah. are you okay? And oh, that's nice uh, at first I just completely lied and was like, Oh no, I'm totally fine. I, that was just a bad call. And then halfway through I, I started crying and I was like, Oh, oh adorable. No. So, uh, but no, she's, she's, she's awesome. So, uh, it ended up being good. Okay. All that aside, I promise, uh, things are going to get, uh, more on track. Cole, my dear friend, how are you? I am well, um, yeah, feeling great. I uh, I do feel yeah I do feel bad that, that we didn't get to pull one off last week, but totally forgiven Adam on my side. We'll see what the listeners think, but uh, totally forgiven from me. I'm really excited about this episode. Um, I've been like looking forward to it for like over a week now. You know, um, this is actually something you uh, originally teased me with maybe three or four episodes ago, and I said yeah. I don't want any more mystery shit. You tell me what it is, and then you never you, you agreed, and then you never did. Well, I figured you would ask, and then I would answer, but you never asked in the meantime, so this is That's it. That's true. It's going to be great. That's um, true. But yeah, life's good. I um, With work, it's been smooth. I had a performance review today, and it went like decent, and I was stoked awesome. about that. Yeah, it was like my first official performance review since starting at this company, and I was like, are you serious? Like, that's so nice. Like, like there weren't like, it wasn't like top top like 100 percent, but it was like really good compared to what i thought it would be especially as a starting hire um but i was stoked um heather is out for the week uh she's back in virginia last week i was in virginia helping uh to do a few things hang out with her family as well as uh, pack up my jewelry studio um uh, hold on so wait yeah you were there you were there by yourself last week no i was there with heather but heather is um okay still there Okay, I, that that's what was confusing to me. It sounded like you went out one week and then she went out the other week, but she just she just stayed longer than you did. That's right. Yep. So I'm alone now in Arizona, but we'll be together in a few days. Nice. Yeah. And then uh yeah, life's good, but I'm stoked about this episode. So, but but uh otherwise are you doing like do you want to talk about depression at all or I, I don't blame no, you if you don't. No. I I don't want to talk about it. Um I here's the thing man is like i don't i don't think it's depression i i think it's just anxiety and for sure um just unsuredness you know like just not yeah. being sure of what's going to happen and until i know what is going to happen and and just know the result i i think i'm just going to feel not great about it so um yeah i have been making strides this week to have it not be affecting uh everything in my life but that's good. But I, I mean, other than that, honestly, I'm, I'm doing, here's the thing is like every other aspect of my life is awesome right now. Um, yeah, I just bought a motorcycle last weekend. Yeah. And that's so cool. Awesome. Uh, uh, have you been you driving it, riding it? I can't, I can't yet. I, because, yeah. uh, my, my blinkers and my brake light don't work. Uh, that's okay. and I, I need those for it to be street legal. Otherwise, I'll get pulled over. Um, and Do you have a luckily, designation? What? Do you have a, a motorcycle designation license thing? Oh, endorsement is what you would call endorsement. that. Endorsement. That's the word I was looking for. Um, you should know. I have, I have the permit uh, 
Uh, don't say too much more about why I should know because we're we no, keep I my job secret. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I have a permit, like a learner's permit for motorcycles. I don't have the the full endorsement, but uh, oh, that's cool. I uh, uh, luckily, you know, like I said, the the brake lights and, or the brake light and the turn signals are not working. Luckily, Ashley's cousin is a mechanic who used to race bikes, so he oh, is cool. pretty knowledgeable about everything. Uh, yeah. So he's gonna take a look at it. But I mean, I bought this thing for seven hundred bucks. Um, it's a nineteen seventy four Honda XL two fifty, which means nice. it's an in an enduro which means it's a street legal dirt bike so i can take it on road and off road i'm really really excited about it it's something i've wanted for a very long time i used to drive my dad's motorcycle in my early 20s but i never had a license or anything i i just went to him one day and i was like hey i would love to i'd love for you to teach me how to ride bikes or no i said i what i said is i i want to learn how to ride a motorcycle and he said okay and he just handed me his key he said, go for it. And I was like, you like, you don't want to like teach me what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, nobody ever taught me. And I was like, yeah, but like, this is your, like, if I dump this bike, it's yours. And like, I don't want to be responsible for that. And he's like, well then don't dump the bike. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I did that in my early twenties and then stopped riding bikes after a, a good friend of mine actually got into a pretty bad accident and I was there mm. for that accident. And so it oh, scared right. me. Yeah. And uh uh I don't know though for the last year and a half I've just really really wanted to get back on two wheels. So I uh I I bartended at a local festival here in Madison and they yeah. they paid me $20 an hour and I cool. took that money and went and bought a motorcycle. So it was awesome. Dude, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. Yeah. That sounds like oh, so much yeah. fun. I am so stoked and like I've already created like a motorcycle wish list on Amazon as far as like Ooh, nice. accessories that I need and mm-hmm. uh I like I cannot wait until I get it in, you know, the the condition that it needs to be in and then I can take it out and like go places. I'm right now I've been driving it around my parking lot <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is awesome. ridiculous. Yeah, so um well, so I, I guess, I, are, are you good as far as uh, this little BS yeah. time? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, so I don't know what we're drinking uh, yet, but uh, I think it's, it's going to be good because you've told me that, I, that it's, it's something to look forward to. Yeah, um, for sure. So, Cole, why don't you tell us what we're drinking? Well, first, can I get but a guess? before oh. you get to that, let's take just a quick break. All right, back from break here on Chill Filtered. And as you just heard, Cole told us what we're drinking is he'd like me to take a guess of what it is. This is my least favorite thing that Cole does to me on the show <laughs> fairly regularly. Yep. Um, so, Cole, I, 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 I was thinking about this before we initiated the call, and, and I was thinking, well, maybe it's the George T. Stag that he just picked up in Virginia, but I don't think, I think, I think that the courier dropped this off too recently for it to have been that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have no clue. 
I have okay. I have no idea, dude. Like I like okay, I, I couldn't even you. begin to take a guess. So no, it's all good. So, well, hold on. Today, before you say uh-huh. anything, before you say anything, um, you know, one of the samples that we have is Pappy. I don't, I don't remember which Pappy it is. It's a twelve-year. It's technically the Van Winkle Special Reserve Family Reserve um, twelve-year. And so when you when you talk about me being like like because you've said you're going to be really excited about this, uh, I like I my my mind goes to things like Pappy because it's the uh-huh. it's the whiskey that everybody like freaks out about, right? Yeah. But the last mystery whiskery, as I've decided to start calling them, mm-hmm. um. That was the lot forty, right? That's right. Yeah. And so I like that throws me off because that was something that I talked about really wanting to try. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember anything else that I've told you that I really wanted to try. So I don't know if this is something that I just don't remember talking about or if it's something completely different. So with all that said, why don't you just reveal what's happening? Okay, so today we are drinking Colonel E. H. Taylor amaranth grain of the gods are you serious how did you get this so i i I told you before i've had some connections at buffalo trace and they sent me not a full bottle but a sample bottle about four ounces total so i am so excited about this i've been looking forward to this release for months if not like technically years for the for the newest release from colonel taylor so i'm i uh I, I'm really excited about that, and you know we've talked about this, and I told mm-hmm. you that I have heard that this is going to be that that people are saying this is overrated. It's not going to be as good as people thought. Have you had it yet? No, I haven't even sniffed it yet. Oh, good. I'm glad for that. I I will also say that I could tell that this was going to be a really special one because you did not fill this bottle as as much as you have for other samples <laughs> yeah it was a little bit less but that's because um my bottle i wanted to even out our bottles together and technically yeah. we both have a little less than two ounces right right so wow um is this even out in the market yet i don't believe so i think it's going to be released oh my very gosh. very soon cool cool this is way more exciting than the two bottles that i got sent by a distillery this is uh-huh. this this is not even out on the market yet dude yeah dude we are a media sample for buffalo or like uh we are the media for media samples for buffalo trace we are oh legit. my gosh the dude yeah. I, I i will go ahead and say that our top two um goals for this podcast are ticked off yeah seriously the, I, I for great. me the for me the next goal is like we are straight up sponsored by a distillery. Yep, that's my next goal too. And we'll you know so, distilleries out there. We will continually check off this box happily any day. Oh yeah, if you want to if you want to either send us a bottle or send us a sample of something that's not on market yet, we will we will very gladly uh, accept those things, dude. I like I'm like shaking with excitement. Oh, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, seriously. Um, before we really get into this, I'll also say uh, I can't. I don't think I can say the distillery yet. Um, uh-huh. But I was I was with a distiller last night at their distillery. Uh, I was with the owner. And uh, they have a couple of really exciting whiskey products coming out. And uh, the one of their whiskeys is about halfway through their the aging process. And he went and pulled a sample straight from the barrel for me Ooh, of that whiskey. That's so cool, 
dude, it was so good. It was so, oh, so amazing. good. Um, and uh, I'm really, I'm actually, um, we're in, we're in the talks to have the distillery owner on the podcast. It'll, it'll be a, what we'll probably do is um, it'll come out as a regular Monday podcast, but it's, it's probably just going to be me and the distillery owner just because it's too much work to try and get Cole, sorry to have you on. No, there, it's all but, good. Totally understand. Um, and Cole, I should let you know, if you can ever work anything like that out on your end, like feel yeah. free to record an episode and, and, and like get it done and I'll, you know, you can send it to me and I'll add some sparkle to it and then you can do the same thing. So no, um, I actually have one in the, in the works, not in the works, but in the mind that I hope to do with uh, oh, very one cool. of the bartenders at one of the best or the number one whiskey bar in Virginia. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, but, um, I yeah, can go so, through some of this history. Yeah, for sure. Uh, right before you do though, I, I, I just want to say again, uh, this is awesome that we have this whiskey that's not released to the public. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I and, just, uh-huh. go ahead. Oh no, no, you go ahead. No, I just, I just think like, um, so I'll open up a little bit. I, I've been really discouraged this week. And and even today, thinking about recording, and I'll say it this way, thinking today about having to record today. That's been my mindset is, ugh, I have to record today. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been like, I, honestly, man, like a few times today and, and earlier this week, what's crossed... Uh, my mind is like, do I want to keep doing chill filter? Do I want to keep doing podcasts at all? And mm-hmm. I just kept reminding myself that like, Hey, that's not you talking like you yeah. love podcasting. Um, and, and this is just whatever you're going through. This helps like this. This is a, this is a big pick me up, man. So I'm, I'm really excited. Excellent. Glad to hear so that. Tell us about it. And, uh, I will. So, um, all right, we've talked about Buffalo Trace Distillery many times. Check out some of our episodes. We have, um, you know, had quite a number of Buffalo Trace products on our show, let alone E.H. Taylor products. We've had the single barrel. We've had the small batch. We've had the straight rye. We've had the four grain, and we've had the cured oak. Uh, and we'll get to those in a bit, but uh, feel free to listen to any of those episodes to get some more detail into the distillery slash Edmund Haynes Taylor. Um, but I just wanted to talk about the line in general today. Um, but yeah, they're known for their three more common releases. That's the single barrel, the small batch, and the straight rye. Uh, there's also a barrel-proof bourbon, and that's the only bourbon that E.H. Taylor has that's not, quote, bottled in bond, which is actually a legitimate, um, even legal designation of whiskey. Um, Otherwise, since 2011, there have been some limited special releases. In 2011, there was one called the Old Fashioned Sour Mash. Um, in 2012, there was the Warehouse C Tornado Surviving Bourbon. Uh, 2015, as we had on the episode, uh, Cured Oak. 2016, Seasoned Wood. Uh, 2017, and a release in 2018, both Four Grain. And in 2019, Amaranth, Grain of the Gods. So I'm stu- super excited. Um, they are all bottled in bond, um, which just has its rules. And we've discussed it in previous uh, episodes, but I'll leave it out for today because we do have a lot of history today. Um, those bottles are like all of them are super valuable now. Um, I was looking at some tasting reviews of the Tornado release uh, bottle. And some people are like, yeah, it's pretty good. 
But the fact is the secondary value of a, of a closed bottle now is $2,000. So they're very like collectible and even very like, um, you know, big deal in the collecting community for E.H. Taylor. Even uh, the old fashioned Sour Mash, the first release, I've seen some go as high as $2,500. So that's kind of cool. Um, even, yeah, I, I even think that even non E.H. Taylor uh, fanatics are starting to recognize this name. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to talk about amaranth as a grain. Um, it was apparently once grown by Aztecs. It's very similar to wheat, uh, but apparently a lot more complex in flavor. Um, this specific mash bill that we're dealing with today is basically mash bill number one, um, which has like Eagle Rare, a Buffalo Trace, uh, Stag, even the Taylor single barrel and small batch are all a part of, um, what is it, uh, the mash bill number one. But instead of rye in this mash bill, they replaced it with amaranth. Now, amaranth, um, I wanted to do a quick shout out with the amaranth to Amara Dedlow, one of our favorite young listeners, uh, because her name is in Amaranth. And this is just a re- really small shout out for you, Amara. Uh, anyway. Um, Heck yeah. Hey, grain, Amara, what's up? What up? The grain is known as kind of a staple grain in certain Latin American countries like Guatemala. Apparently, um, before the Spanish conquest of the Aztecs, 80% of their energy consumption was from Amaranth. So it's like huge down there. Uh, apparently, it like, grows like weeds. Um, it's also known as pigweed. Uh, apparently, one of the best grains ever in terms of protein. Um, it isn't... Yeah, it, this isn't like the first time that you'll see like exotic grains in whiskey. Um, like, for example, Corsair, which is based in Nashville, Tennessee, has done quinoa whiskey. High West out of Utah has done uh, oats. Um, and of course this whiskey is, is actually a bourbon. So it's not the majority amaranth. It's just a portion amaranth. The majority is still corn. Um, oh yeah. And dry fly out of Washington state and feisty spirits. I didn't catch where they were at the time, but they have used a grain called, uh, triticali, triticali. I've never heard of that grain before. I might've pronounced it wrong, but it's very interesting. Um, but that's basically amaranth in terms of the grain. Specifically, this bottle. Um, this, as I said before, they're all 100 proof and bottled in bond. Um, and this one is over 10 years old as a bourbon. I'm, I'm super excited um, about this one, but I, I think my expectations are super high. Uh, seasoned wood and foregrain are both in my top 10 whiskeys I've ever had in my life. So I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but I am really excited. Uh, Buffalo Trace gave a suggested retail for this bottle, $69 a bottle. Um, and then I do want to put out a disclaimer that we are about to do this, um, what do you call it, like review. And this is not in any way influenced by the, the distillery of Buffalo Trace. This is our own review. We're going to be completely honest here. So For sure. Like we've always said, like distilleries, if you send us stuff, we're not going to, you know, flatter you just because you sent us something. It's always going to be real and honest. Yep. So that's the history and that's the that's the stuff. All right, man. Well, I've been smelling it this whole time that you've been talking. Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, so have far? You, ha- have you I'm poured pour already? It. There's no cork for the record, so I am pouring it yeah. right now, having opened it. Plunk. All right. I've there's the, there's the cork right there. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do you think of the nose? I'm putting my nose on it now. Um, so I, 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 
when I first started smelling it, there was one note that really, really uh, stood out to me uh, very strongly, and I've, I, I hesitated writing it down for a long time because I didn't want it to be the note. So let me let me smell it one more time here. Mm-hmm. So color standard for the record. Anyone wondering? It's kind of just the, your amber. So I I. Uh, I really get like a a chocolate, uh, a actually even a uh, you know those like treats that they have that like the chocolate orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's you, like, what I'm em? smelling. Yeah, that's what I'm smelling, and I, and I'm not super thrilled about that because I actually don't like those th- that candy. I don't like that chocolate orange taste. I I do enjoy the smell of it. Um, and, and I'll say that there's a wood smell in there that's specifically not oak. I don't know what wood it is, but it's not an oaky smell. Is it, um, almost like evergreen-ish a little bit? Cause I'm getting almost like a menthol a little bit. Yeah. 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 Like kind of a winter, like a, you know, pine a little bit, or maybe a cedar or something like that. Man, dude, I, uh. Man, I, ugh, I hate that we're gonna add water and ice to this. Seriously, <laughs> you better not. I, you, you know, I shouldn't say that, but I'm, I hope you don't add it to the infinity bottle. No, it is. I, I am adding it to the infinity bottle, man. No. <sighs> Listen, man, that's that's the rule I set out. If I get a sample, it goes into the infinity bottle. I guess that's it. Um, so, some other notes. I'm going for a I taste. S- go for it. I'll talk about a few more notes I get on the nose. Um, some other, a little bit of cherry, but a little bit of caramel, uh, which is very generic for bourbon, but it's very there, um, with that nice, almost mentholy slash coniferous, uh, smell to it. Um, yeah. So let me know what you think of that taste. I'm going to go in for it myself. It's very, uh, Ooh, wow. Wow. Good. It's very thin. And so at first, when you get it in your mouth, you're almost like, oh, is there even going to be any flavor to this? And then that menthol comes comes through very strong. Yeah. I love it. No, it's very good. I um, yeah. I got to take another sip here. The finish, yeah, has that, that minty um, kind of feel to it. Um, very complex, I would say. I'm trying to even get my mind around the notes, but all I do know is that it has changed a few times as the finish has progressed. Um, it is weedy in a way. Um, it reminds me a little bit of a weeded bourbon. Um, and a really, I mean, like, you know, when you like have a mint and your breath just, when you breathe, it feels cool. I'm getting a little bit of that here and it's really nice. (laughs) I just coughed. Um, you know, what's very interesting is I'm getting a little bit of that doctor's office taste. Mm hmm. Uh, good way, bad which, way. You know, I, I normally only find that in a peated scotch, but mm-hmm. this is a, you know, I, I think it's in a good way. Yeah. Um, it's very mild that, that, that taste that I've got, or, or somebody might call it band-aids. Um, 
Oh man, it's very it's it's different. I think it's I think this is different than any other whiskey I've ever had. Yeah. And I think like when I when I think about how big a difference or like what's one of the biggest differences, it's that cooling effect. It's weird. It's um it's it, to me cool. like it's it's it is menthol-y, really, but in a really just, good way. I just had a bit of it hit a specific spot in my tongue and it was Probably the most intense apple-y taste I've ever had in a whiskey. That's one of the notes I'm thinking of, and I was like trying to put my finger on it. But yeah, apple is a great note. Going for I another think, quick. I think for you and I, we we always get apple, and so when it's a special whiskey like this, and that apple note comes out, I think we both kind of try to like steer clear of that because it's like, no, this is too special to get the note that we always talk about. Yeah, um, but it's more notable. But it's in definitely whiskey. there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm putting a few drops in right now. I did one drop, and I can tell you that the nose is 10 times better. Yeah, it's super sweet. Yes, it's it's this sweet, sharpie marker smell. Yeah, a little bit of that, yeah. I can see that. But it's just much more fragrant. It's much more accessible to the to the nose. Um, I'm expecting that the palate will will it'll open up a lot as well. Yeah. Well, you go in for that sip. Um, yeah. This really reminds me of a weeded bourbon, but like really refreshing. Like typically, I don't think of weeded bourbons as refreshing as like a high rye bourbon or even just a traditional bourbon. Um, or even just typically a bourbon, like, but this is kind of refreshing, uh, but not light. Like I, I want to make a distinction, like, uh, you know, like with Japanese whiskey, light and refreshing come together. This is not light, but it is refreshing. It's kind of cool. You should try it now. It is going to be light and refreshing, mm-hmm. but not light in a bad way. Uh, but mm-hmm. man, with that drop of water in it, it, it's real good. That is good. Yeah, that's really good. Woo. Yeah, there's a woody note to it, but it's not your typical oak. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really, really good. good. It's really, really good. I can't believe we got this, dude. <laughs> dude, we're like legit now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as silly as it sounds, because like... um I would argue any other day than today with this now, I would have argued and said, no, dude, we've been legit since day one. We've had great whiskey every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, But there's something about, you know, getting this thing before it's released to the public that it definitely does feel like we're legit. We're more legit than we've ever been. We're too legit. We're too legit. (laughs) <laughs> too legit to quit i love that we just had the same thought <laughs> yeah exactly same ll cool j comes to mind uh i'm gonna um, go ahead and grab some ice out of my freezer and adulterate this even more and feel like uh, an asshole about it yeah i'm dropping the cube right now and it's a big cube and not a lot left so i'm gonna sip really quick and nose is muted um you get i think the biggest note on the nose for now is that uh like evergreen like conifer uh mixed with a little menthol yeah. um i'm gonna drop a cube quick mm-hmm. there we go on the ooh, palette's still good oh man ooh, it, it uh on the nose for me 
it brought out more of that chocolatey taste from or mm-hmm. nose smell for me. Yeah. Um, I do not mind that palette. I mean, it's I prefer it neat, but it is good still with a little ice. Um, reminds me of a weeded bourbon, but like still refreshing. It's great. It's kind of like something I never what, had before. Do you, do you still have some in there with the cube? I do, just a tiny bit. Okay, take a deep whiff on your nose there. Sweet chocolate. Yep. So. I like that you said chocolate. Here, Here's my note with the ice here. And actually, I would say that this note is across the board. It's just the ice finally brought it out so that I could identify it. Yeah. Um, you know, when we first... Uh, actually, hold on. Before I keep saying this, I'm going to take a sip before it gets too diluted from this ice. Me, me too. So good. Oh, yeah, that was wow, pretty, really pretty strongly diluted. Yeah. Wow, that's oh, really, like- really good. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it's pretty comparable with the neat pour. I think I still prefer the neat pour. I think there's just a little bit of bitterness that got added. But so this whole time, the first time I smelled it, you know, I talked about that kind of that orange chocolate candy. Yeah, Um, there's been a specific chocolate note uh, that's not just straight chocolate that I've been trying to find this whole time. And it's that the, the reason I said that orange chocolate is because it was the closest thing that I could come up with. Now that I put this ice cube in it, what I can, what I can tell what it is, you know, you, you get those, those, uh, those fancy chocolate boxes that are, you know, th- there's little cutouts for each chocolate and one yeah. chocolate has this in it. One chocolate has that in it. And, and it's yeah. a bunch of different stuffings in the chocolate. That's chocolate. the smell. That's the smell of this whiskey. It it it's like a chocolate, a box of chocolates where there's all of these different flavors inside of the chocolates. But when you open that box, you get all of those flavors that come up into your nose. And so it's you can hear you can smell chocolate, but you're also smelling you know caramel. You're also smelling cherry. You're also smelling all of the things that are in that chocolate box. That's what this is. this. I love this whiskey purely because it tastes like a expensive box of chocolates. No, I can dig that. That's great. And you know what, Cole? Life is like a box of chocolates. You just never know what kind of whiskey is going to be given to you by your favorite distillery. Wink. <laughs> like seal the deal with a ting. No, no, this is good. I well, I, I went ahead just say, now and and killed my glass, so that was really good. I did too. Um, I must say, not the number one E. H. Taylor I've ever had. Um, maybe not no, even number two. No. Um, I would give it. I would probably put this ahead of cured oak in my opinion. But having tried, I think seasoned wood is my number one E. H. Taylor um, that I've ever right. tried. I think four grain is after that. And then I would put this behind it. And, yeah, this and, is really good. This mm-hmm. is really, really good. Uh, I would love to, to try and get a bottle. Oh, my goodness. Um, I would do anything for this bottle. I think that uh, I think that this bottle would become one of my, like, hey, I barely touched this. You know, I've oh, had absolutely. that. Uh, I've had that. Um, Kentucky Owl for I feel mm-hmm. like almost a year now. I think like September Probably. it'll be a year that I've had that. Yeah. Um 
And if I got a bottle of this, that would that would be the comparable comparable bottle for me. Even just as far as it, it's a special bottle, uh, a because it's I feel like I mean they're not going to keep making this, right? No, this is a one time should be a one time release. If not, maybe like four grain, two years, but it won't be. This is limited, very limited. Right. So it's special for that reason, but it's also special for as far as chill filtered goes. It's like seriously. Um, it's a special bottle to us because it's the first time that a distillery has been like, hey, this isn't out yet, but you guys get it. So I, I definitely want a bottle of this. Um, I don't know the monetary amount of how much I want it yet, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I do want it. Yeah. Um, and listeners, if you see this bottle, I will, I will love you for the rest of my life if you help me right. out with this. Right. Um. Wow, Cole! I'm really impressed that you got this, and uh, you, we should definitely we should definitely talk off microphone about about this. Uh, yeah, maybe when we end here. Uh, what do you think as far as a rating goes? Um, well, I'd put this. Let me ask before before we do that. Let me ask you something, Cole. Yeah. Um, this is still a bourbon. You said right. This is still a bourbon. Yes, that's right. Okay, so it's mostly corn. What? mostly corn okay mm-hmm. Do you, and, and i'm sorry i was i was in the middle of like writing things down as you were talking about the history mm-hmm. do, do you have a percentage breakdown of the grains i don't but i do know that there is a descending order of um the three grains that are in this and the the most is corn the second most in this case is amaranth and then the third is barley but i don't know the exact okay. ratios okay um okay so what do you think as far as a rating goes on this one um i give it a low nine um i give it a 9.09 yeah that's uh man i i here's here's my struggle man i i really like this Mm -hmm. i'm trying not to have the specialness of getting this when we did affect my score Mm -hmm. uh so initially i had written down Mm 8.2 uh but as we sat here and talked about it i like the complexity of it i i love that it took me until i added ice into it to be able to really pinpoint that that nose note uh, of the box of chocolates opening up that box of chocolates and you suddenly get yeah. this in this all these intense flavors into your nostrils so i think that's worth a bump up i oh man this is honestly man this is the one that i've struggled with most i don't yeah. know what to say um i don't think it break i don't think it breaks nine for me i think mm-hmm. I think I would bump it up to an 8.8. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I really, really good. And I would tell anybody to go out and buy it. It, it is definitely, if you can find this, buy it. But even it, like, oh, yeah. if you've looked everywhere and you can't buy it, go find somewhere where you can buy a pour of it. Yeah, seriously. And, uh, and I give this, I think my first, since I started my new rating system, I think this is my first exceptional yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. 
All right, so. so that is the mystery whiskery sample number two, and it's the Colonel E.H. Taylor Amaranth Grain of the Gods. <laughs> uh, Cole, thank you so much for your uh, your connections that made that possible for us. Yeah, thanks, connections. I don't want to name names, but thank you, connections, I know. if you hear. I know you don't. <laughs> uh, Cole, um, do you know what we're drinking next week? Um, I think we are drinking, we skipped one, and we are drinking I.W. Harper 15-year next yes. week. Yes. Yes. Actually, uh, one of my favorite whiskeys, to be honest with you. It is, nice. it is something I, I bought complete. It's I should say it's one of my favorite bourbons. Um, yeah. Something I bought completely blind, basically entirely based on the packaging and the bottle. I really liked how it looked, so I was like, oh, I'm going to try this, and Ended up being really, really, really good. So uh, I believe that I paid around $90 for that. So nice. anywhere between $70 and $100, you can expect to find that. We'll for sure have the uh, the, the you know the actual amount next week. Um, Cole, so we, we've talked uh, about motorcycles and having a good time and being depressed and, and, and all these different things. Um, we we got to spend some time uh, talking about and tasting a whiskey that nobody else has yet because it's not released to the public. I shouldn't say nobody because obviously somebody has. But yeah, uh, we've done all this on this episode. Honestly, I think this is one of the most exciting episodes we have ever had. Um, and uh, I think that is good enough. So I don't think we should do everybody's favorite portion of the show what do you think i always love the favorite portion okay you're right let's do it it's time for whiskey world news All right, here we are with whiskey world news the portion of chill filtered where we take an article from the internet we read it and we tell you the the title, the author, and the website we got it from, and we kind of talk about it. We never want to take the credit for the article. Uh, we always want to give credit to the people who did this and all that stuff. Today's article is coming from thewhiskeywash.com, as most of our articles come from. Uh, but instead of Nino Marchetti, we're taking this article from none other than Chuck Cowdery. Nice. Uh, who you may recognize his name as well. Um, and Cole, fair warning, I pulled this article just out of my butt. I just chose a random one. Uh, I have not read it at all. Don't know what it's about. Even the uh, the title of it doesn't give me a great idea what it's about, but we will find out together. The title of the article, uh, again, it's thewhiskeywash.com is where you can find it. The title is Bullet Bourbon, The Perils of Personality Brands. Again, written by Chuck Cattery. And as an editor's note from the Whiskey Wash, this column is published with permission of its author. And I believe that uh, Chuck Cattery has a blog. And you can find it at chuckcattery.blogspot.com. So this is something reposted from his blog. Here we go. This column is not about the latest iteration of the Bullet Family tragedy, which has been ignited again by an article yesterday in Neat Poor, in which Hollisworth, nay Bullet, 
gives her first interview. Diageo, which owns Bullet, Bourbon, and Rye, declined to comment for the article, as did Miss Worth's father, Tom Bullet. I don't know what all that is about. This is Adam speaking. I don't know what all that is about, but apparently there's some, you know, drama going on. All cards on the table, I know Tom Bullet professionally. I ne- have never met Hollisworth. I haven't spoken to Tom in several years, and we've never talked about his family. My purpose in writing today is to look at another aspect of this, separate from the story itself. Man, I really feel like we should have we should have researched this a little more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's a big background to this, but we'll see what we can glean here. Yeah. This is risky. This is the risk any company takes when it ties a product or brand so closely to a living human being. The most extreme example in this case of Jared Fogel, the principal spokesperson for the Subway sandwich chain from 2000 to 2015, when he was charged and convicted of sexual offenses against minors. Did Subway lose any business as a result? The company has struggled ever since Fogel's misdeeds became public. Starting in 2016, Subway has closed more stores each year than it has opened for the first time in its history. They can't blame that all on Fogel. Fast food is a brutal business, and Subway's success spawned a flood of imitators. Every situation is different. Fogel was never presented as anything other than a spokesperson. Mila Kunis has been the spokesperson for Jim Bean since 2014, a significant run, but if she got into some embarrassing trouble, it's hard to imagine how their brand could significantly damaged. Matthew McConaughey has been, you know what, Cole, I think, uh, here, here's the thing. Uh, this is going to be more in-depth th- th- than I think we can do. No, that's all so, good. So I think we're going to come back with some more re- research next week and get no, this done. Good. Um, but mainly because my headphones are about to die. Uh, my, my AirPods are about to die, so I'm about to lose you. No, uh, it's all good. But I promise, listeners, I will either co- we'll either cover this next week on Chill Filtered or I'll cover this in uh, the Thirsty Thursday with Adam this week. Cole, my dear friend. Yes, a cliffhanger. My dear friend, uh, again, remind us what we're drinking next week. We're drinking I.W. Harper 15-year bourbon. And it's going to be delicious. Cole, thank you so much for hooking us up with this EHT Amaranth Grain of the Gods. Like This is just beyond special. I hope that, uh, that we can both get a bottle of this when, it, when it's officially released. But most of all, Cole, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. 